0: Hello! Welcome to the Claim the Stage podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Angela Lucier. I'm your host. And I am also the CEO and founder of the Speaker Sisterhood. We are a network of public speaking clubs for women. And right now, I am on a speaking tour called Speak Up Tour 2018. And you may hear a dog barking in the background. (laughs) And that's because... (laughs) I'm on the road as we speak and I'm staying at one of our speaker sisterhood club leaders homes in West Bridgewater, Massachusetts and she has two dogs and I think there are people at the door. So <laughs> this is part of what happens you make an impromptu studio to record your your podcast. I'm currently sitting on a futon in her daughter's bedroom <laughs> recording this. So, welcome to my life. <laughs> And if you haven't listened to the show before, the Clean the Stage podcast is a podcast for women who are interested in discovering, awakening, and creating their voice through the art of public speaking. So we talk about all things... Around getting on stage, putting together a speech, dealing with fear, asking for money to speak, pitching yourself, marketing—all—all all things public speaking. And over the last couple of weeks, I've been giving you updates about my speaking tour that started at the beginning of April and ends next Friday. So I'm four weeks in, and. This week, I've been in Boston, in the Boston area in Massachusetts, and we had a bunch of amazing speaking gigs. I've met some really cool women. I've had the opportunity to just connect with people that I've been talking to over email or on the phone, and now I've gotten a chance to see them in person. It's been really great, and I'm just loving this tour. So last night, we held an event in Cambridge, Mass., at Alley, which is a co working space, and I had the chance to get a little group together to have a a public speaking roundtable of sorts. And we got to share some of our favorite public speaking tips and just kind of go around the circle and have a conversation about speaking. We had some good questions and there were six of us who participated in the circle And just had some good laughs. So just to introduce what you're about to hear, uh, the people who are in the the little conversation, it was Bobby Carlton, who's a founder of Innovation Women. It's a visibility bureau for innovative entrepreneurial women who want to get out and speak more often, you know, be on panels, be at conferences. They are also one of our main sponsors of the Speak Up Tour 2018. You can find Bobby and Innovation Women at innovationwomen.com. Another person in the circle you'll hear is Kit Pang, who's the founder of Boston Speaks. They're a consulting firm for individuals who are interested in being better public speakers, better communicators, better leaders. They do tons of events around the Boston area. Kit is like I think the best event planner like ever. I went, I spoke on a panel he did last summer and I just loved every second of his event. He built amazing energy. He did a great job getting the crowd involved. He did an amazing job with logistics and I'm just, I love him. So really excited to have his input on the show. You'll also hear from two of the Speaker Sisterhood club leaders, Emily Canina and Brenda Lone Baker. I'm actually at Brenda's house right now in her daughter's bedroom and... <laughs> <laughs> and they're both club leaders in the Boston area. And one other woman, Kathy Lamphere, who is a friend of Bobby Carlton's, who came to the event and sat in the circle and asked some good questions. You'll also hear some barking because there was a super, super cute dog there. And how do I know I have self-control? Because I did not kidnap that dog. I like am so proud of myself for not just like putting it in the van and being like, yeah, no, this is definitely my dog. See you. Bye. Um, the dog's name is Addison, and she has a lion's cut. <laughs> And if you don't know what a lion's cut is, I'm going to make sure that we put the picture of her up on speakersisterhood.com so you can see just how cute this dog was. Every time I looked at her, I wanted to cry. And if you go to my Instagram, at Angela Lucier, I posted like five pictures of us together like she's my child. (laughs) So... You'll hear a little bit of her, her barking occasionally. But uh, this conversation was very impromptu. We just kind of put the mic down and started talking. In the beginning of the conversation, you'll hear me alluding to Bobby being a DJ on the radio. We had just talked a little bit about how I love her voice, and I feel like she would be great at voiceovers. And then she told us she used to be a DJ, and uh, she's done voiceovers, and that's how she put herself through college. So we talked a little bit about that throughout the interview. And uh, there's some, some good tips and some good conversations. So, being on the road, you know, I'm just kind of like going with the moment, trying to find things that might be of interest to my listeners. I hope you enjoy what we put together for you. So, without further ado, my public speaking roundtable sh- uh, put together at Alley Coworking Space in Cambridge, Massachusetts last night, April 26th. Enjoy. We are here at Alley Powered by Verizon in Cambridge. You should probably have some call letters. Do you want to make up? <laughs> <Call> <laughs> My <on>. own <laughs> <laughs> My own special yeah. call letters? <laughs> Do you want to start?
1: <laughs> oh, I can.
0: <laughs> we can start over.
2: <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> um, oh. Hey, welcome to the Facebook
3: Live. <laughs> oh, and there's barking, too. <laughs> and that is
0: Addison, and you should want you're gonna want to yeah, get yeah.
3: some footage. Come here, her. sweetie. Come here. Uh, come here. <laughs> come here <laughs> <soon>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: anyway, it's Angela Lucia from Speak Assistant. let World by Facebook Live. We're having a public speaking round
0: Yeah, um, we're recording my podcast too. And we're going to be talking about some of our best advice for public speakers and sharing some war stories. Bobby's going to do some voiceovers. Um, maybe. <laughs> 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 you should bring us in and out of breaks. Like, it's currently 1154, it's 67 degrees, and <laughs> top of the hour. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit overcast. Coming up, Led Zeppelin after the break. <laughs> Maybe we should do a, co- a show together. <laughs> I'm not doing any public... Maybe that can right be the end. next podcast. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. So we're here with Body Carlson from Innovation Women and... Who's Carlson.
3: totally distracted by the dog. I know.
0: And she Hi-hoo. might take that dog home. Um, <laughs> My kids would that. be happy. <laughs> and Emily Canina, known as Niner's, is here. <laughs> She's a Speaker Sisterhood Club leader in Boston. Brenda and Baker is here. She's also a Speaker Sisterhood Club leader in Boston, Lowell, and Brockton. Yes. And hi, I'm uh, Kathy. Kathy. I'm here,
4: and uh, <laughs> this is my first time here in this space and at uh, Speaker <laughs> Sisterhood. <so. laughs> and Kit. Kit, and Kit. yourself. Yeah,
3: turn it around, <gasps> Kit.
4: <laughs>
0: Kit is here.
3: Don't forget Fudgy. And Fudgy. Fudgy whale. the whale. Oh. A
0: huge
3: whale. Yes, yeah, see, okay. there we
0: go oh yeah it's on the fish Islands. okay so um we're, we're recording a quick podcast episode for my my show and we're gonna each share our best piece of public speaking advice we can offer and earlier you had asked about getting a red face and having or that red red red, red, red chest, chest or yes. just like red all over um pinkifying <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I turn red every time I give a speech, and I used to feel really bad about that because I felt like it made me look like I was embarrassed or I was scared, but it's just something that happens because I get excited, so I just embrace it. I don't even talk about it anymore. I used to say, like, if my face gets red, don't worry. I'm okay. But now I just don't talk about it. And I had a sunburn. I got a sunburn last weekend because it was, like, 55 degrees out, and somehow I got a sunburn.
3: (laughs) It's spring. (laughs) Spring in New England. So I had a red
0: face from the sunburn, and I was... My regular red face, I was like glowing the last couple speaking events, but. (laughs) I should have given everyone a pair of sunglasses. But what Bobby was talking about earlier was when you feel fear around giving a speech, And the thing I often say is that fear is part of the experience because when we get up to give a speech in our body, we feel that fight or flight mechanism that tells us like, no, 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 go back with the pack. Like you don't want to separate yourself from the pack because when you separate yourself, it makes you more susceptible to being eaten by a large hairy animal. (laughs) You know, which that little part of our brain thinks is still true because it's that old that kept us alive for so many years. And so we have to recognize that that's happening and then be okay with that fear and sort of befriend it and bring it to the speaking engagement instead of letting the fear run the show and tell us to sit down, we have nothing to say, don't go up there. And so what you do is you name your fear. Like, just give it any name. Like, I named my fear Frank. And and you want to give it a persona so you can give Frank something to do while you're speaking. So I decided that Frank loves video games. And when I'm gonna get on stage, I like, in my mind, I set him up with the Xbox and I'm like, you're, you're gonna play this karate game for like an hour. And then he, do, he goes and he does that and then I'm in charge so I can get on stage with my fear, but still do it anyway. And it helps to make the whole experience a little bit easier because when your fear is in the driver's seat, that's when things get really tricky because then you've, you're, you're not really able to navigate and you feel like all the worst things in the world could happen and uh, a friend of mine is a writer, and so every day she deals with her fear because just sitting down to write, she thinks, I have nothing to say, oh my god, I'm I'm not gonna be able to have a career doing this, nobody's gonna pay me, I'm not a real writer anyway, and she goes on and on and on with that. So she decided that she's gonna befriend her fear, and she decided her her fear is a baby because because her fear comes up at the weirdest times, like in in a way that someone who's sort of immature would because they don't have that experience in life to know this is actually safe. And so she decided she puts her baby in the car seat behind her and buckles it in and then puts a DVD on for, like, two hours. And then once the baby is busy, she can then go to her computer and type, and then she's in charge again. But I know that it can, see, it can seem like getting on stage is actually a dangerous activity because we do get the heart palpitations and the sweaty palms and the red face. But I've given, like, 700 presentations, and I've never been eaten. Oh my God. I've never even had like a bite taken out of my ankle or anything <laughs> <laughs> and like it always feels like that's going to happen but it never has so it's really just about training your mind to think about fear differently and even even if you do have a red face <laughs> you can just go up and do it anyway <laughs> so hi hi bobby nice to see you again Me too long um, time no see yeah do you want to introduce <laughs> the next record
3: Sorry, I'll look um, up. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's funny. Back when uh, I was a DJ, um, one of the radio stations that I worked at was heavy metal at night. And I knew nothing about heavy metal. So I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to be a DJ. Maybe I'll try it when I get to college. So I go to college and... The only shifts that are open are the ones that are like midday. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I don't have to do overnights. They're like, and it's jazz programming. What's the one thing I know less about than heavy metal?
5: Jazz.
3: (laughs) Yeah. So I've I've, uh, always been a DJ for stations I, music I know nothing about, which is much better than one station I worked at, which was um, Adult Contemporary lots of Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton. That was in heavy rotation. Wow. It's like up next we've got Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton. Islands in the stream.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like being a DJ on a radio station where you know nothing about the music is really good um, practice for being an entrepreneur. Yeah. you have to just jump into it and figure it out every day. Like, what is this band? I have no idea. Let's figure that out.
3: And, you, you know, when you do an intro and you're talking over the intro, you talk over the lead, you know, there's the music leading up to the sound. You, you're pretty much guaranteed to step on the singer's first word. <laughs> like, and we've got You know, it's like, Because Kill I Mike. actually worked as a DJ when you had to hold the record with your thumb oh. and cue it up. <laughs> yeah final (laughs) now it's hip again
0: right I like that so as a long-term long-time communicator (laughs) what what kind of advice would you give to someone who wants to be a better communicator whether it's on stage or in a meeting or in a situation like this
3: where you're just being interviewed on the spot (laughs) making something up as we go along yeah (laughs) Uh, I mean, one of the things that I talk to my clients about is um, breaking things down and numbering them. So you have three points and you can go through the three points and you can get people to remember three things is kind of the maximum. And after you've explained, you know, item number one, you then go to item number two, item number three, and then you recap and people will remember those things. Mm-hmm. Huh. Simple. Yeah. Very simple. Keep it simple.
0: Thanks. Miss Emily.
2: Hi. Hi. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> right, my turn. Yeah. So you,
0: you started your Speaker Sisterhood Club in November. November. And you joined Brenda's Club in September. 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 So, you're pretty new to public speaking. Yes. What, what have you learned in the last several months that you feel a new speaker, someone who is maybe brand new, just starting out, could benefit from? Uh,
2: I'd say when you get up there, just the. Well, I was, I was thinking before this, is like the, the biggest advice, so that would transfer to your question. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. It basically when when you get up there to like two things one they're similar but whenever when you're speaking just speak as much Analysis know this is harder to, to do than say but like try to speak with confidence because no matter what you're saying the words and when i was noticing that like when i get up there and speak or when i hear people speak and i'll hear them say like ums and, and kinda like, it won't be like full like full thoughts but i noticed the way they deliver it so uh, one of my coworkers, like, they'll say ums a ton, but it still feels like it's a cohesive speech or cohesive thought. I'm like, how does that translate well? And then when I say ums, I feel like it's just kind of like fluttering around. And the difference is that they're just saying it with confidence and conviction and... Yeah,
3: I guess, like, like, no matter what you're saying,
2: the words, so if you say them with like,
3: confidence, it's so much better. Um, just like if you're walking like, walk with your head up, you're, you're walking no matter what, so
2: you might
4: as well just walk.
3: Um. And no one will mug you. Yeah. Make no. yourself yeah. Yeah. big. Walk <laughs> yeah. big. Yeah. Yeah. You should walk down the
2: street getting power. i Some of yeah. us can take up more room than others. <laughs> exactly. Um, or just
0: I'm here everyone's like who are you (laughs) me I'm me and that's all that matters but sometimes
3: it's a volume thing you know it's it's, uh, there's speed and volume that uh, I think often conveys confidence and because I have a naturally loud voice I think often people will pay more attention to me and I exude more confidence than I feel but uh, there's very definitely a volume correlation, I think.
2: Yeah, that's, that's true. Because I'm more soft spoken, so I feel like the times that I do talk louder, you know, I talk more like, strongly, then that's when it, it sounds better or it comes across better. Yeah. Um, and the second part, like going along with that, is enjoying what you're saying. But it is actually, you said this um, last night at the dinner, but enjoying what you're saying, like having passion for it. Another big feedback that I, I struggle with is I'm very monotone when I talk. It's kind of even keel, and I like to talk about something that I enjoy. And I'm like, like yeah, I had a really great vacation. It was fun, but and I really did. I really enjoyed my vacation. <laughs> and like showing that, whether it's like with your hands or with your voice, just if you feel it, then when you talk, it will come out. So, so kind of getting excited about what you're talking about and saying it with confidence. Cool,
0: thanks. Brenda. Yes. Angela. (laughs)
2: Hello.
0: (laughs) Hello. I'm going to need you to answer in an accent. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) It will sound totally not what it should sound like. I know, I'm (laughs) the worst at accents. It's like 17 accents in one. I'm like, everyone got that? Like, no. No. Oh, man,
5: that was funny. Your best piece of advice for speakers, what would you say? I think my, I have two pieces of advice also, like late. and I think the first one would be that um, when you get up there, you feel like you're stumbling and you're not being clear and... But what we found in the Speaker Sisterhood meetings is that when you get your feedback afterwards, everybody else hears this clear, wonderfulness. And so just kind of reassure yourself that other people aren't hearing what you are self-judging of yourself. So that would be the first piece. And the second piece kind of plays off of what Emily was saying and kind of that whole having passion about what you're talking about, telling a story telling a story that has those pieces that draw people in that you are passionate and you have excitement for because that does engage the audience more. Yeah. What would you talk about if you were going to give a speech with passion? I think probably talking about women finding the thing inside themselves that makes them just feel like they can walk down the street. Standing tall and walking big, and being okay with whoever the hell they are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. Any other pieces of advice? Um, listen to Angela's podcast. <laughs> I think they're doing <laughs> that. Claim the stage. <laughs> it's a good one. Very meta advice, yes. I think. Yeah. Since they're going to be listening to this on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they all took the advice. They right? did they are very proactive. I, I gave it to them through brainwaves, and that's why they're listening. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. And
0: Kathy, do you want to either share something that you know about public speaking or ask us a question?
4: So my, my tip for public speaking would be, if you know that you get red <laughs> from the neck down <laughs> when you're speaking, then you might want to wear a higher neck shirt. That's usually my approach, because... <laughs> Because I feel like I've I've become like, I don't know, like a Christmas ornament. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Everybody likes Christmas. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. Um, And I did, I think one thing that I found interesting is I was in a training with some sales people um, at one point for presentation training, and the uh, presenter videotaped everyone, and that was really interesting to see yourself on video, and and it kind of does come back to what you were saying about clean the stage that some people, you know, you kind of don't try take up a lot of space when you're talking. And um, that's definitely how I started. And then the goal in the next one was to take up a lot of space and use your hands more. And um, so I, I do think that that's, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, but I still think I'm still more of a newbie, so I'm, I'm, I'm more interested in hearing what you guys have to say.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that taking up space is, is a great thing, and it all depends on the size of the space you're in. Because if you're on a huge stage, it makes sense to have big gestures, but if you're in a small room, it makes sense to, to keep them in a little bit, too. So you want to always keep that in mind. I know that was a big mistake I made in the beginning, I, when I was first learning how to speak, I was watching Toastmasters international speaking champions on these humongous stages, and they were all like speaking like like very theatrically like they were conducting an orchestra, so I was like, oh, that's how you speak okay so then I went in and like my second speech I was speaking like that in a little mm-hmm. conference room, and everyone was like that um." That was distracting. Um, that was really weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I can see that. The content. No, the one woman was nice. She was like, I like the content. I wasn't really sure what you were doing with your arms. <laughs> <laughs> and then this other guy was like, I felt like a little distracted by like all this And they were being really sweet about it, but I got home that night and I'm like, oh my God, I suck. I'm not supposed to be a speaker. Like I'm doing this all wrong because all the best speakers speak that way. And I'm like, when I do it, I'm wrong. And then I woke up the next day and I'm like, or, or. (laughs) I don't need to speak like that. I could find my own style. And then once I started to just speak like myself, it was really natural and normal, (laughs) and no one commented on the weird, like... Interpretive. Yeah. Like, like are you trying to take off or land? I don't know. I can't get into this conversation because I normally talk that way. (laughs) 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 I think it's fine to do it, but when it's, like, exaggerated, yeah, like, the jazz hands is just too much. No jazz hands! (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, Kit, before you take a bite, it's your turn. (laughs) <laughs> to share with us uh, a <coughs> favorite public speaking tip or something that you like you think people need to know
1: well i want to ask a question to all of you too, mm-hmm. so i'm going to expand my tip do you know how um, whether it's a stranger or a friend and, and you get into these good conversations and time just flies by and you just have a great time and i think at that moment you're in the zone you guys share the same same brain waves, you know. You guys are disconnected through whatever it is. We can't can't see it, but you can feel it. What do you all think is the fastest way to connect people on the same brain wave when you are speaking in public? Does that make sense? No, really. So so, does
3: that make sense? so basically, how you get your audience in the friend zone?
1: Not in the friend zone. No, I'm talking more, more about the friend zone. Like, um, I could even be with a stranger, but you guys are, you know, there's been studies that have been out there, and you tell a story, you're, you're, some parts of your brain, they sink a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's one thing. But well, you know, I'm just asking, since you can just think about it, right? If you were to speak in public, how would you get your audience to be on the same
4: brainwave? I think oh. I'm using a lot more.
1: The same
0: wavelength? Like the same mm. kind of vibe and energy, or? It, do that thing with the big
2: music in the background. I'm going to be dancing. <laughs> <brutal. I think,
1: laughs> that's, that's when it's, um, <laughs> <laughs> Everyone in the room feels it.
2: Work the audience yeah. first. And whether it's a group or one-on-one or public speaking
1: situation, I think those are the moments that are very hard to come by. But when that just happens, it's somehow created. I think the mm-hmm. speaker can contribute to that sure. in a way.
5: Well, and certainly if you know your audience as well, you could ask a question, like you're saying, that really draws them in, that then they know they're all together and builds that kind of friend circle. Laughter. Yeah. 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 And
3: getting people to laugh, and it it goes so far. One good, hearty laugh, and everybody's in the moment, in Mm. the mood. You know, Mm. the, the... atmosphere changes in a room Mm -hmm.
0: I often start my talks with a game for for that reason it loosens everybody up and when everyone's laughing together it it becomes a community right away when they're all going through the same thing together and once everyone sits down they're all on the same page they just went through that so I think that just a five-minute game works really well something Mm -hmm. from improv which we did yesterday you were in my workshop yeah (laughs) yeah And it's, it's also a great icebreaker. Like, I, for me, I know that my worst part of my speech is the first two minutes. Mm-hmm. So if I can basically get away with not doing the first two minutes of my speech by doing a game, <laughs> it makes it way easier mm-hmm. to get into the speech.
1: Yeah. That's right. Awesome. W- what would you say? I would say it's, um, I think I, 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 I coach a lot of public speaking clients. Oh. And most of them are saying, how can I sound better? How can I be more articulate? How can I be more clear? How can I deliver a good talk? Or most of them usually start off with, I get so red, I get so nervous. But none of them ever ask, how can I get my audience to do something? Mm. And I think we have to shift that mindset and say, what's the best thing I can do to get people to smile faster during that first minute? And I think it's that shift of mindset that will shift everyone's public speaking experience mm-hmm. so much faster. Because mm-hmm. no one cares about us unless it's us. Uh, so it's, it's not saying how can I be more articulate, but what ideas will people love to hear or what would they do that would like that message better? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I
5: have a question. Yeah. So for the speakers in the circle who are not newbies, what surprises you about speaking now now that you are practiced and you have honed your craft what really still surprises you what surprises me especially on this tour is that i'm giving
0: essentially the same speech every day and it's different every single time and it's not because of me it's because of the people in the audience and the energy in the room like i gave a speech tuesday morning to a group that, like, I thought they had laughing gas, they were laughing the whole time. Like, they were, I thought they were all
3: like <laughs> on something, yeah. yeah. Like, it's
0: one o'clock in the afternoon, it's going on here. But they, it was a c- good lunch, it was a good lunch, <laughs> special brownies. <laughs> And, like, as a speaker, you feed off of that energy, and it just got sillier and sillier. And, like, it's a public speaking workshop, so you would think that, what are we laughing at? But everyone was just cracking up. And then I had given that same speech the week previous, and, like, it was really hard to get a laugh in that room, and I was doing all the same things. And it's, like, it's just surprising. Sometimes, like, the room just, it just doesn't come together. And I'm still trying to figure out that mystery. If it's just... The energy of the planet that day if it's the weather and it seems to always be a variable that i can't quite pinpoint
1: (laughs) i think i would say i want to go back to when i was feeling that when i first started i used to over prepare Mm. now i under prepare that makes sense Mm -hmm. and i was just going to an event without feeling that nervousness but i think it's that nervousness Wanting to prepare so much that made it so much better. Now it's just
3: the number of event after event after event after event. And I think it's drawn out. Hmm. So that's what's surprising. And surprising. Hmm. Uh, so, you know, we we didn't really like jump into who we were before. Um So, my name is Bobby. I run Innovation Women, and Innovation Women is designed to get more women on stage at conferences and events. So it's not really about me speaking, it's about getting other people to speak, and I speak to get other people to speak. Uh, I, my entire career has been about getting other people out there. I' you know, I worked in public relations, so it was always my job to get the company spokesperson in the news, on on the TV show, out in public. So it wasn't ever about me speaking. So I spent a lot of time preparing other speakers. You know, I could tell you all the things they should do. Never did it myself. You know, and that was not a thing. And then I started Innovation Nights, and I kind of just ended up being... Running it and being on stage as the MC and the presenter And I never really thought about it as public speaking at all um, So it was not something I was even thinking about if you'd said oh you're a public speaker I Wouldn't have thought that you know we just our, our next mass innovation nights is what hundred and ten We've done hundred and ten monthly events. It's been over nine years so every single month I'm on stage being a speaker but never thinking of myself as a speaker. And I think the first time that somebody asked me to speak, I was like, oh, I don't do that. And they're like, we got video of you, there's evidence. <laughs> so it, uh, it changed my perspective on you know, what public speaking was. So right now, you know, Innovation Women gets women on stage speaking at events but it's not just the single person standing on stage with everybody staring at them. It's the MC, it's the the startup pitch contest judge who is uh, giving feedback to startups, it's the person sitting on a panel. You know there's so many different ways of public speaking I think that I never thought about before when I was preparing people to be that sole person on stage. So. It, that was a really long-winded way of no, saying that's, that's one of the things that surprises me is all the different ways that we can speak in public. Yeah. You know, As a PR person, it was my job to get people quoted in articles. And when you're reading somebody's words, they're really speaking in public, too. So, yeah. many different options. Yeah. And every, what we're doing right now is public speaking, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very small audience, but... It'll be heard by many, many other people. Mm-hmm. In 70 countries. In 70 countries. <laughs> mm-hmm. <Yeah>. Wow. Get <laughs> <am. Yeah>, you. <laughs> you have
5: another question? I do have another question. Yes, Brenda. So, a lot of times when we're talking about public speaking, we talk about all the things that are diffi- difficult about it, things that make us nervous, hard parts of it. What's your favorite part about public speaking?
3: Being done. No. (laughs) only kidding.
0: Well, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a stand-up comedian, but I was too scared of public speaking, so I didn't do it. And I always watched Saturday Night Live, and I would watch the monologue, and I would always think, that would be so cool to do, but I'm too shy. And then, you know, 15 years later, I'm finally over public speaking, and I realize... There's really nothing standing in my way from trying stand-up comedy at this point because I've now gotten over the fear of being in front of people. So I went and I did a couple nights of stand-up comedy, and I realized if you want to be a stand-up comedian, it's a lot of work because you have to write jokes and really craft them and practice them. And I thought I could do it, and then I'm like, wait, what am I doing? I, I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna like very late, I'm here. Come on in. Pull um, up a chair. I thought, why would I put tons of time and effort into becoming a stand-up comedian when I'm already a public speaker? I can just put jokes into my speeches. <laughs> There's a thing happening here. So I work really hard to write jokes for my speeches. And I love that part of it because I've always wanted to be a comedian. And so that I love making people laugh. And I also really love... Um, Helping people transform, so I really enjoy speaking for that reason because in an hour Someone can just like completely change the way they think about something Mm -hmm. because of a speech you gave. I think that's really cool There
1: was someone that I heard talk. He talked about adding humor into your speech. He said make them laugh every seven minutes and that would be a good talk. Mm. Throw something in. Least, uh, a week ago, I was on this interview, and that person who was interviewing me, he, I said, do you know who Zig Ziglar is? I want to give you a quote from Zig Ziglar, even if you guys don't know him. He said, yeah, I know Zig Ziglar. I also, I, he interviewed him. He also interviewed Tony Robbins, other great names out there. And then I asked him, well, what did you learn after interviewing all these great people? And he said... Uh, It's very surprising, but they are the same way themselves on stage and on one-on-one. So I think to answer your question, the best thing for me with public speaking is, is can you be yourself on stage? Because if you can, you can be the same way yourself, one-on-one, and it's the same thing. It feels that you can be yourself anywhere, and so I think that's the, for me, that's the best
5: thing. That's awesome. Thank you.
3: You know, I did I... I tell people if I can do public speaking, anybody can, because I'm a screaming introvert. But I actually never had the fear of public speaking. I don't... I'm not... I could stand up in front of a million people. Yep, I'm good. It's not It's not the, the fear aspect of it that makes it uncomfortable for me. It's the amount of energy it takes to interact with so many people. And so... That's why I never went down the path of being a public speaker or public persona um, until I kind of had to. And I think that the aspect of public speaking that I enjoy is the moving further on my goals. So my goal is more women on stage at conferences and events. Sick and tired of going to all male, all pale panels at every tech tech conference I've ever been to. And so it's like public speaking is a a means to an end. It's a way of getting somewhere. And yes, I absolutely love it when people laugh. Um, My kids say I'm hysterical because I'm not funny. (laughs) I don't understand that. And if anybody can explain it, I'd be really, really grateful. But they say that, I'm serious so people don't expect me to be funny. And uh, last year we did uh, the 100th Mass Innovation Nights event at the Museum of Science. Thank you, Draper, (laughs) uh, who sponsored the event. It was incredible. I mean, it's like, I got to be on stage with that little microphone, you know, like TED Talk, and we had light up letters on the stage and everything. It was crazy. My cousin came up from Connecticut, like my family has no clue what I do. They, they all like laugh about the fact they really have no idea what I do. And my cousin came and she was sitting next to somebody who had been to many mass innovation nights. And she sat down and he introduced himself and said, have you ever been to one of these before? And she said, no. And he goes, wait till you see the MC, she's hysterical. And she told me about this afterwards. She's like, you're really not funny. (laughs) So when he told me that, I didn't know what to expect. (laughs) And I evidently was funny that night. I was killing him. I'm like, I don't remember that, but okay. But it is kind of gratifying to be thought of as funny when you're really not. So I'm going to live with that, you know. It's like, that's, that'll be, she was funny because she was not funny.
2: <laughs> I'm going to go with
3: that. <laughs> well, you don't care, you yeah. yeah. I've got my goals. I know what my goals are. If I can achieve the goals. Bobby, if people want to learn more about Innovation Women, where can they do that? <gasps> innovationwomen.com. Whoa. Or it's like, I know, it's so obvious. <laughs> or follow me on Twitter at WomenInno.com. Alright. Just to be different.
0: Okay. And Kit, what if we want to follow Boston Speaks or you? So one thing you got to know
1: about Boston Speaks is in Boston there's also a basketball group called Boston Speaks and we were hashtagging back for a while but now it's bostonspeaks.com Yes. So they they just had this big (laughs) basketball fundraiser and they were tagging me in it. I'm like, they would say wow, Wow. such a good thing, Boston Speaks is doing a fundraiser for basketball. (laughs) (laughs)
3: wait a minute which one is bostonspeaks.com you or them me okay just making sure they're not that big
0: (laughs) (laughs) well thanks everyone for being on the show Um, this episode will go live tomorrow (laughs) and uh, that's it thank you awesome Awesome. Thanks. thanks yay okay I hope you loved our conversation and got some good tidbits from it and if anything I hope you know you at least laughed a few times I think you know we had a great time so I hope you had a great time listening to it and there is one week left of the tour I'm in Worcester mass next week and I actually have a bunch of events between Boston and Massachusetts so if you're in the area or if you have any friends who live in the area that I think might like what we're doing uh, my my workshops are about discovering your power voice how to come out and have more confidence more courage and more power when you speak and some some of them are free so you know no reason not to show up you can go to speakersisterhood.com slash speak up and check out our calendar of remaining events and i want to again thank our sponsors uh innovation women and boston speaks who was you know they're part of this conversation today also boom chicka pop we have ona we have emerson college t forte uh, all-star truck and car rental. Just so many amazing people helped us to put this together and want to say thank you to all of them. And the tour, the adventure, the amazing journey I'm on continues. Can't wait to bring you more next week. So as always, my friends, stop waiting, start creating. I'll see you next time.